Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So let's, let's give a, a devil's advocate here, hypothetical, of you do all the right things that we're trying to help everyone by explaining, and the partner still receives it wrong, or they still aren't really giving you what you need or what you want. I need a new partner. <laughs> I'm just you need a dance partner. But I mean, that I was mean, us. I mean, I think that is right? like... That was us, though. For those two and a half years, I'm asking what I need and what I want, and I wasn't really getting it. I guess all and vice but versa. I think it was because you didn't you weren't communicating Why? I don't even think you understood what you wanted and needed all right we're back for everyone secrets out no. this is no. No secret? No. No secret. All right. Um, today, we're going to be talking about asking your partner for help and also asking your partner for things that you want and you need. Have you struggled with that in our relationship? Absolutely. Okay. Well, then you can start us off. No, maybe you can. No, just you're the one who <laughs> give the lesson em- emphatically. I mean, an I definitely have struggled in the beginning because I think a lot of it was me feeling like you know I a had to be perfect. B, I felt like I was walking on eggshells with you for a long time. So mm-hmm. I was not so much didn't know how. I just was afraid to with you. Why were you afraid? how you would receive it. Like I felt like in a lot of our relationship, I, I was more um, putting myself on the back burner, not really like, like even simple things like what we were doing on our off time. You know, I felt like I more catered to what you wanted to do versus what I wanted to do. Mm. But um, I'm saying like, what energy did I give off that you, you made you afraid? Just, I felt like it was a lot of, like, what you wanted. Hmm. You still feel that way now? Not so much now, no. All I right. feel like I definitely can tell you more of what I want. And, yeah. So how was it then, I guess, during that time of being afraid to ask or do the things you wanted to do? or? I think that's where I felt like I was, you know catering to you and I thought I had it all you know f- not figured out but just in control 
Mm-hmm. And little did I know in those times was when I was also building resentment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess now, and I'll get into my stuff, but I guess staying with you, I guess for now, um, how is it having the opposite feeling of not being afraid to ask? And it's more freeing <coughs> for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel, I feel more free in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily have a, uh, the fear that you had of asking for things and stuff like that um, when it comes to you know plans or um, anything like that. But I did struggle with... Um, ow. <laughs> what happened? I have no idea. Like <laughs> <laughs> Something just hit my eye. Are you going to cry? Are know. you trying to disguise a cry? <laughs> okay, now I'm going <laughs> Um, Wait, is this enough? Is this okay that I'm doing this? <laughs> <laughs> what show is that? Uh, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Shay has if been you know, on you know. a complete tear Binge. of these dating, real, uh, I guess, reality TV shows. I don't know. Drama. There's pieces of of it that like are very, like learning because you're witnessing so many different types of personalities Mm -hmm. trying to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. that it's, it's almost like identifying in some ways where you're just like, Oh, I used to do that. Or I may still do that. Or that's what that is. You find them educational. I just feel like there's, there's pieces that you can actually take (laughs) from, um, in them because you know, it's people that are really like, like diving into something that they really want in terms of, you know, trying to find their partner and get married. And interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I honestly think that it's, especially in the realm of like what you do, I feel like you would really love watching it if you gave yourself a chance. Because I, I, I did. Think I tried with you. Yeah, but I don't really think. I mean, you tried on, on the perfect match that was like more different. Okay. Love is blind is a little bit more intimate and well, you know them all, so maybe I'll yeah. maybe I'll try. Um, <laughs> but anyways, and I'm I, never mm-hmm. like I am not the I person know. that watches shows like that. So that's why I think that I fe- really do feel that you would um, like it. Well. It might really, you know, Trent, um, just even like help with like consultations because you're seeing so many different types of people. And it helps you identify even like what they're like. I, sometimes I'm just like talking to them like you idiots. Like you are leading with That's fear. That's how you give a consultation? No. <laughs> Let's no. Start here. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. <laughs> There's things I recognize that these people, I'm like, it could all be so simple. Like, if only they can see themselves, and but they that, will. But that's what I mean. I think a lot of it is drama. It's for the TV. Mm, not so much on Love is Blind, I don't think. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is not a scripted reality show. No. This is real life. And um, what I was going to say was, I think part of what was hard for me to ask um, for what I need and what I wanted was because I didn't know how to articulate it. Yeah, I was that's very a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, I was very clear on what I what I wanted and became more clear on what I needed, as we've already discussed in another episode. Um, but I just didn't know how to articulate it in a gentle, um, in a way where it would be received well, in a way that it wouldn't be 
coming across as judgmental or um, like mm. talking at, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was really hard for me. I mean, how I was that's how I was raised. You know, that's what I what I grew accustomed to, what I normalized, and brought that into my relationships. Um, but I think more so, like even why I needed or wanted it, I think was also important for me because it wasn't just. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the cooking example, as this seems to be a <laughs> common thing. I think we've talked about cooking with us in yeah. all, all three it's seasons. It's an easy like, yeah, like go to. Go to. So. For those of you, if you're new here <coughs> or have not seen that, that bit of content, growing up, um, it was very rare when my mom would cook. and It was just my mom and I. And when she did, it was, now I can articulate that I'm older, it was uh, a moment that was just us. Mm-hmm. It was a moment where there was no distractions. You know, back then there was, there was no cell phones or nothing like that. So we're eating dinner at the table. There's no distractions, just us. And it was that really beautiful bond that I had I craved so much from my mom, being a single mom, working a couple of jobs, and I rarely got time with her. And it, it stuck with me my whole life. And as I got older and got into relationships, I carried on like a, a, a very strong want and a need for my partner to cook. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know why, as, as I am explaining now, but back then I just was like, I want you to cook. You know, mm-hmm. kind of period. Entering this relationship, um, entering independent Shay's world, um, <laughs> you <laughs> rarely cooked. So bad. You rarely cooked. And I rem- if you remember, which I'm sure you do, my uh, mastermind game plan, what was one of the first Christmases? What was, oh, one, of the, yeah, what was yeah. one of the gifts I got you? A cooking book. And, and a set. Yeah. Like a, a measuring stick set and all that. Yeah. I was just like... Hint, hint, wink, wink, mm-hmm. go in the kitchen, right? Yeah. And um, it, throughout the years, caused a lot of arguments with us, mm-hmm. you know, because you were thinking, well, I'm not cooking enough for you, or it's not what you, yeah. you know, et cetera. And I can't remember when last year, maybe the year before, I remember actually identifying what a mm-hmm. home-cooked meal meant to me, as I just explained. It reminded me of my childhood and, and the little bit yeah. of... um happy moments I had with mm-hmm. just my mom and I and I wanted to reenact that and I didn't realize it at the, at the time so yeah. cooking a meal for me is not just to feed me it's not just to feed you it's it's a, a moment to connect it's a moment mm-hmm. to to get rid of any distraction and just to lock in and be present and um, build experiences and, and mm-hmm. that that bond with us so all that to say I didn't know how to ask for that. Mm-hmm. I knew it's what I needed. I knew it's what I wanted. I didn't know how to ask for that. But I really had to dig to find out, like, why is this so important to me? Because mm-hmm. I can cook for myself, as, as you were yeah. <laughs> alluding to at times when you were frustrated. Or we yeah. could just go or get takeout. I mean, also, it was, like, frustrating to me because, you know, when you first moved in, I was working in an office Monday through Friday, you know. And I'd be, and you would be home all day. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be home all day. A lot of times. Because when you, like, there was a lot of times. When where, I wasn't traveling. Yeah, where you were home and you weren't really, you were maybe going to the gym twice a day. <laughs> you were doing all these, like, like leisure things. Yeah. Um, and I'd be on my way home from work, stuck in traffic for an hour. And you're asking me what's for dinner. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and I just felt like I was needing at that time partnership, you know. Mm. And. 
and I felt like it was very much just what you needed, you know? Yeah, well, it was, unfortunately, but yeah. And so that's where my frustration was. I'm like, I'm the one who's like, you know, gone all day working. Mm -hmm. You're more, have more of a flexible schedule. Why can't we have more of like a partnership here? Why does it have to just fall on my plate, you know? And maybe we've never actually talked about this part, but maybe light bulb just went off. I think a part of me didn't want to because I did that as a kid. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to feed myself. And yep. it just, and, and I didn't realize it at the time when I first moved in, but I was like, I guess triggered. Like. And then it was like the <laughs> expectation of what yeah. a wife was to you right? and what that expectation that you had. So mm-hmm. I think that to kind of like sum that part up, I think it is very important to, because I think it was up until you really dove into why you needed that and why it was important to you was, was where it made me want to do it for you rather than just feeling like demanded by it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think like you being able to dive into that want and that need mm-hmm. and give the why behind it allowed me to have like empathy and comfort and like, like desire mm-hmm. to do it. That's, that's a beautiful way to explain it because it's as much as we're saying, you know, how to ask your partner for what you want and what you need, find out the why. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I'll, I'll be honest, when I figured out that why, it was such a relief. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, of course this is why I want yeah. my wife to cook for me. That of, yeah. of co- and I just felt like, oh, like I could put my finger on it. I could explain it so much better. And uh, it felt felt really good. And since then, we've been great. And also, too, like, you know, for anyone listening or watching, like, I'm I'm in the household. I'm the grocery shopper. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's safe to say. And, and I'm also the dishwasher. So I bring it up because I wasn't asking Shay, like, go to the grocery store, come home and cook and clean. Like, no, I wasn't some 50. But there was times where you were, like, asking me what's for dinner, not like, hey, I just went to the grocery store. I I thought this or I got this and that. Well, I think when I would ask, it's like, oh, I'll make fill in the blank. It's like, oh, we don't have it. Let me go get it. You know, I was was prepared to do that. But I wasn't like some 1950s dad (laughs) who was just, you know. But so. I also feel like in those moments too, I had, I was struggling with then telling what I needed and wanted. What I, yeah. if I was able to, you know, also relay like, listen, because I'm working these, you know, mm-hmm. hours or long hours or because like, you know, we're planning this wedding that, you know, I have to work more on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, can you kind of like pick up in these areas? Yeah. It also reminds me too, when we were in therapy about a lot of this stuff. Um, we, I think, really identified how much we keep score mm-hmm. and how unhealthy that was and yeah. is. And I identified that I had been keeping score throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. Again, starts from childhood and carried that into relationships. Um, and, and I don't remember if you, s- is one of the two, but help me out here. It was like either you were also kind of a scorekeeper or you became one. I became one because of you, (laughs) because I started like anytime we got into a fight, he was like pinpointing all these times and days. And I was like, so I felt like I have to start keeping track because (laughs) I don't have a defense. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't even argue because I don't know if that's right or wrong because I'm not keeping score. So yeah. So much in fact that last year, and that became very toxic in our relationship. Um, when it turned into feeling like, because then you're, you're now you're bringing these facts to me and then I'm like arguing them with my facts and it's just like your yeah. sco- score versus my score. Yeah. Who's so toxic in the game. Yeah. 
I was gonna say so much in fact that last year when we had our, our you know really hard time there, I remember my sister who was kind of involved to trying to help us out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she had informed me that you had a oh I had a whole flipping Excel spreadsheet. No, not an Excel. That's <laughs> extreme. Uh, no, it wasn't an Excel, but I had notes. You had notes. Yeah. Of, you kept track of our date nights. Actually, in the da- in like the dates. No, I didn't. I didn't. I actually didn't keep track. It was until you brought something up that I went back and I really kind of like, um, like thought like I'm like, am I tripping or like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I was keeping track prior. It's like more so I was like then building my own case <laughs> against what like yeah. his <laughs> my case case was. Um, but yeah, that's a very toxic cycle to be in. And I think that, um, it's safe to say that I don't feel like I keep score at all anymore. Yeah. Same. And it's also safe to say, don't do that. Yeah. Whatever you do, do not keep score. It never ends well. No. Um, And it's, and it's going back to just feeling like we, we are together. Like there's going to be areas or times in our relationship where, I'm going to pick up more slack in some departments. Mm-hmm. There's going to be other areas where or times that you're going to pick up more slack in some departments and it's probably going to be constantly ever changing. Mm-hmm. But just to know that no matter what it is, when it is, how it is, we're going to always have each other's back because we are on the same team and we yeah. are together and it is we, not I, not me versus you. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do with this. We've talked a lot about off camera. So let's bring it in here on camera. Um, about that dance yeah, and that rhythm that you have to create in a relationship. And it's hard to create a dance when someone, I was going to say, I was, to. <laughs> see, I was going to say I can dance, but I just didn't know how to dance with you at first <laughs> because <laughs> our rhythm and dance was rough. Yeah. I was trying to take the lead. Yeah. I mean, you got a little like, Oh, you saw, you were like, jealous the other, yeah, the other like, morning. You've practiced that one. I put on what song was that? It's so funny because he literally had it's like the bottom half of his body just like goes in a circle and then his hands are just snapping with the <laughs> like hit of like the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was listening to. Was One day you guys will see. It was it. probably Tyler the Creator Suite because that, that's my jam. But um but anyways, um Pardon the interruption, just wanted to hop in here really quick for a couple reminders. First reminder is the merch is available and it is back better than ever. I have some beautiful, super dope new designs, especially with the gratitude for the win, therapy for the win, and the vulnerability and normalizing that for men. Those three designs are brand new. I personally love them and I'm really excited to showcase them to you guys and and I'm hoping you have the same feeling that I do. So you can go get those right now at justindavis.life. That's justindavis.life. Of course, the link will be in the description below, whether you're listening or watching this. But again, just a friendly reminder, still merch out here. Got some long sleeves, got some crew neck sweatshirts, got some hoodies, got some t-shirts, whatever you need, whatever climate and season you're in. By the way, this time, as I switch some stuff around, shipping worldwide. I repeat, shipping worldwide. So the international followers and and the beautiful supporters of the community, I'm sorry about the past, but it's a new day. Get your merch too. It costs you a little pretty penny because shipping overseas apparently is crazy expensive as I came to find out. But nonetheless, we are now shipping internationally. So justindavis.life, 
Go get yours. Support your boy. And spread the message. Some beautiful ones out there. Back to the episode. Our our dance and our rhythm was off early um, for a while. A lot of it was because, for me, I had been so accustomed and had normalized taking the lead. And when I come in trying to take the lead with independent Shay, who was always taking the lead, imagine how that <laughs> recipe ends up. It's just not going to be good. And so it took us a while to get in our rhythm and dance. And I think for me, again, just, just thinking short term, I wasn't thinking that this dance or this rhythm was going to carry on for the rest of our time together. I was thinking like, we can't dance. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not going to work. You keep changing the song. We can't dance no matter what you put on. And I was so frustrated and I almost found another dance partner. You know? But I was just like, I, I don't know how to dance with you. And I don't really know the answer to this. I'm going to ask you, but what do you think was kind of the breaking point or turning point of like us figuring out our rhythm and our, our dance? I don't think it was the wedding. I can't think of a, like a time. It was, consistently. I feel like it was right. Like as far as where, where things started to like we started to see the light at the end of the tunnel type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was right before the wedding, my friend's wedding. I feel like we, mm-hmm. there was walls removed, um, but not an, like, yeah, I would say like it was right before the wedding was yeah. when I felt like we got the glimpse of what it could be if we allowed ourselves to be. To dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like for, for everyone, for timeline's sake, you're talking, Shay and I started um, April, May uh, 2017. At this particular time, this was September 2019. So you're mm-hmm. talking two and a half years of me stepping over your toes, you stepping over yeah. my toes. We can't dance for the life of us. I think th- our problem was we thought, I think like our problem was we were, you were dancing to your own song. I was dancing <laughs> to mine. Real, there was own, different beats. We were both in our own happening. styling disco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably like the perfect analogy. analogy. Yeah. Like you had your own tune of music. I had my own tune of music. And it was until we took off our own tunes and allowed like. I think, and we shared headphones, I think yeah. probably at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it. Like, what? So now that's you're going to see. shift happened. How your hips move and your fingers snap if you just listen to this. No. And then I put on your shit and it was salsa <laughs> and figured it out. Um, <laughs> But you were on your country shit for a while and I just can't do it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but no, it's, I, I agree. I think, I think it was around that time. And I think it was, um, I think for me, it was like, I had just kind of given up in like a, in a good way. I, let me explain better. I let go of control. And I'm so glad you said that because in dancing. <laughs> Here we go. Like, I don't know, but go ahead. I'm so, but for the It's like you saying, honey, in golf, because you don't play, (laughs) let me explain. I mean, that's different. I wouldn't be trying to teach you about golf, but dance, like in dancing, if you don't let go, like no matter how good of a lead you have dancing with you in regards to a partner, like if you can't let go of that control. That's why I don't dance. (laughs) Exactly. We need a dancing lesson. Can See? we just like get a dancing lesson? We can let's end a, this first episode. Of all, let's get a with sponsor. Us dancing. We'll get a sponsor to sponsor. Can someone get us a sponsor for <laughs> Micah? 
Can we get a sponsor for salsa dance? And I want to end this episode with us in a studio learning yeah. how to salsa dance yeah. together. Please. How crazy would it be if we ended up on Dancing with the Stars? Do they still do that show? Yeah. How crazy would that be? I would love to see you on that show. That would be. Let's put it out there. Like, speak, speak it into existence. I would We're love. We're going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And at that. He will be on Dancing with no, the Stars. No, we. What the. F- we will be on Dancing with the Stars. And at that time, I'm going to have an editor. I'm going to do this shit myself. And I'm going to say, cue the tape of when we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're saying like. If you can't let go of control, yeah, for the partner, it's gonna be hard. Um, yeah, so rhythm, finding your dance, um, communicating, yes, what you need and what you want, but also why, why it's so meaningful to you. Not being afraid to communicate and understanding why you're communicating what you're communicating. Yeah, so let's let's give a, a devil's advocate here, hypothetical of you do all the right things that we're trying to help everyone by explaining. And the partner still receives it wrong or they still aren't really giving you what you need or what you want. Need a new partner. <laughs> need a <dance> partner. <laughs> but I mean, that I was mean, us. I think that is right? like. That was us though. For those two and a half years, I'm asking what I need and what I want. And I wasn't really getting it all, I guess all and vice but versa. But I think it was because you didn't, you weren't communicating. I don't Why? even think you understood what you wanted okay. and needed. Yeah. And that's what I said in one of our episodes is like your wants and needs were so surface. It's mm. like cook more, but why do you want her to cook more? You yeah. know, I think it was until you dove into your why mm. is what allowed you to communicate it. And when you were able to communicate it from that core aspect was when mm. I was able to receive it. Also reminds me of when I, uh, COVID. Well, when I first moved in and then when COVID initially started and it was like spend more time with yeah. me. Yeah. And that was a whole, I want you to spend more time with me. And I didn't know why until mm-hmm. that particular discovery was through therapy. Yeah. And I realized um, why it was so meaningful for me to have quality yeah. time with you is because I didn't have it growing up. So yeah. with at that time, my mom was the love of my life. Now it's you. So I didn't have it with the love of my life and I, and I wanted it. So explaining why to you really helped you. But I think also not, not only discovering the why, but when you do discover the why you you almost like put the pieces together of like actually my wants have nothing to do with her i am unhealed from these childhood wounds Mm. and i think the mix of like you realizing that and working on healing those wounds allowed you to not really put all that pressure on me because i think what you what you thought you wanted you were finding things that I weren't doing to fill that want, but that had nothing to do with your actual like want, you know, it was maybe like to an extent, maybe filling that hole for a little bit, but you know, then you're, you're still feeling a, like a thing. So then you start to pick apart something else that you think you want or need. That's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. and, And it got to a place where I was healing and, and working on myself to the point where, as much as I wanted the quality time and stuff, like I wasn't being solely dependent on it. Mm -hmm. It was just like a bonus or a cherry on top. Mm -hmm. I had to fill my own space in my own time um, internally and and be fulfilled within myself first before I was so um, trying to think of the word dependent on, on you giving me that. The dependent is a perfect example because when you become so dependent on a lot of internal wants and needs, your partner feels 
pressure. And when, when there's pressure involved and that demand involved, it, it takes away from like the desire to just naturally want to do things for your partner. Like for an example, when it was being demanded that you cook more, spend more time, it kind of took away the desire that I had to do those things naturally, mm-hmm. you know? So I think like as you worked on that healing aspect of it, I think really fixed so much more layers of it Yeah, for us. That was so well said, honey. And it's going to help out. I didn't really articulate that well. I could have done better. That was great. That's going to help out a lot of people because you're right. And and I didn't realize, unfortunately, in that moment that I was putting that pressure on you and the relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back to the cooking uh, analogy, I remember whenever you would cook for me, you don't really do it so much now, every now and then. But when you initially were starting to cook, it was almost like you would serve me first like I'd be at the table and Shay would bring me my plate and expect me to eat without her. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to wait, you know? And then you, you would sit down and like my first bite, you'd be like anxiously like anticipating, <laughs> like, is it good? Do you like it? It was the pressure of the perfection. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and, and I realized that now, cause I used to be like, why do you, why are you so like, take on You cook this and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like take pride in this. But now I realize like, why you were so nervous to mm-hmm. to end up, you know, at that point cook for me. So um also too, like in moments like this, I apologize a lot, but I'm gonna apologize again, honey, for just making you feel that way. Because I know who part of who I fell in love with in you was your confidence. And realizing now, because of the pressure and because of the demands and because of the expectations that I had um, it took you out of your light and that's your light to me is like everything mm-hmm. as I'm sure it is for anyone who comes a- along your, your path and is lucky enough to have you in their life your light is everything and so for me to, to dim at times or even turn off at times like that breaks my heart I'm mm-hmm. really sorry that sucks it's Cheer. not cool <laughs> um, <laughs> not cheers Pardon the interruption, part two. Right now, I wanted to come in and talk about what you continue to hear me talking about throughout this episode and this season, which is the consultations that I offer. Consultations with JD may or may not be for you, but if they are for you or you're thinking, can they be for me? Let's go over what entails consultation with JD. First off, it's one-on-one between you and I or you and I and Shay, if you'd like, or better yet, you, your partner, me, and Shay. Now, I record every single session via Zoom because of this main reason. You're not going to have to worry about what I said, what you said, what Shay said, what we came up with. You can just focus. And when I send you the recording after the session's over, you can play the recording back, listen to it, watch it as many times as you'd like to soak up all the information that we got throughout that session. Lastly, I'm going to read a couple of different reviews that I've had from my clients. I thought I'd share just again so you can get an idea of what's the session like with JD. My consultation with JD was a great experience. He allowed me to see my situation from a different point of view, which was very helpful, even more so than my therapy sessions. Sessions with JD can't be described in one word, so I'll use a few. Informative, understanding, deep, sobering, realizing, inspirational, kind, and growing. He shows up just as much as I do, if not more. It's a safe space where I can be myself. He will challenge you to help you grow at your own pace. 
and you wouldn't think that someone who doesn't know you at all can help you learn about yourself in just a couple sessions. JD is an incredibly skilled coach. He has such an easy way of connecting with you and making you feel seen and understood, yet he isn't afraid to challenge you and hold you accountable. We got right to it, our first session, and I walked away with tactical next steps to take towards my goals. You get the sense he has really done the work for himself and is excited to share with others. I can't wait to work with him further. So again, a couple beautiful reviews from some amazing people, ones who I really admire to show up to do the work because it's not easy. But again, you don't have to do it alone. So consultations with JD, the link is in the description below. I'm here when you're ready to get to work. Back to the episode. No, but you know, it, it <clears throat> it's real. And um, I'm sorry, and I'm very happy that it's no longer because that, that would not be good. Um, well, I want to kind of, do you think we help people out there <laughs> with, with that one? I mean, I hope so. I, I think so. I think it was pretty good. I do want to ask you when you were saying, um, on more of a serious note, you were kind of talking about you're more, um, connected with yourself and, and all that. Do you, um, do you feel like, like now that you are, do you, you obviously are, you love yourself now, right? Yeah. Do you recognize how you didn't love yourself before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when do you think you started to love yourself? Uh, I'll explain what it was like to not love myself before. Maybe that timeline answer will come to me because I don't really know right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of not loving myself before looked and felt and sounded like um, I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't enough to be successful. I wasn't enough to um, deserve love. I wasn't enough to give love. I wasn't enough to maintain love. Um, I wasn't enough to call myself a husband. I wasn't enough to um, own a lot of my flaws and my my traumas and my triggers and, and just my past. And, um, I think too, when you can't own your flaws, it's because you have yet to connect the dots to why you have those flaws happening, Mm -hmm. you know, like whether your one of your flaws was anger or one of your flaws was, um, being in control or, you know, Mm -hmm. not, not feeling free or whatever, um, or being too guarded and, you know, not really letting your walls down, but having the expectation of others to, you know, let their walls down. Mm -hmm. I think, um, when you're and this might help you with your timeline is when you're able to kind of start connecting those dots as to why you are the way you are and then healing from like that, that, that core piece of it Mm -hmm. is then when it alleviates, you know, and kind of allows you to truly heal and accept who you are Mm -hmm. and love you are yeah that helps because it it definitely um really clicked when i it made sense to me mm-hmm. and um i think when it made sense is when i started to lead more with grace mm-hmm. and forgiveness for myself and um really like a true moment of empathy as opposed to sympathy mm-hmm. for myself you know because i was yeah i think it makes sense because like 
what they say is you can't fully love someone until you've loved yourself first. And I think Mm -hmm. the same thing happens with like offering grace and forgiveness and empathy. You know, if you don't have those, those things for yourself, it's going to be almost impossible to be able to give that to somebody else. And I always felt like with you, I, it was hard for you to offer empathy and, and grace and forgiveness and, you know, and I think it, it had a lot to do with you had yet to forgive yourself, empathize for yourself. I love myself. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so then maybe you can help with the timeline. When do you think that that started to happen? I mean, I don't think it was anything that was kind of like a switch. I think it was a very gradual thing, like little by little, those lights were coming on, you know. And um, and they probably still are. It's probably yeah. still still very much a work in progress for you but I think the the identifying and the 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 first few layers of it I think you've been able to work through but it's you know it's still something that I'm sure you're kind of like working on and being more conscious of yeah yeah because I the timeline is is hard to really pinpoint um I would say it's been within the last two years Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and I mean, honestly, um, the podcast helps with that for me too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize this, but like I gain as much as everyone else does yeah. from the show. Um, when I'm editing, I'm able to really sit with that episode and sit with what the guest's perspective yeah. was or, uh, you know, um, expertise or advice and then hear myself, you know, really clearly. And, uh, and I learn a lot. So yeah, definitely the last two, two, three years, I would say. Um, but I agree with you because, I, I know that I don't remember when, but I know what that shift felt like when it was like, oh, I, I remember I was even saying to you, like, I'm, I'm falling more in love with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's because at that point I was like falling in love with myself yeah. and I was really loving who I was with you. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than when you actually meet somebody. It's like not just like immediately you're head over. Well, maybe you're infatuated, whatever. But mm. I think it's always like a gradual build, you know, yeah. and where you can finally get to a place where you're on top of a mountain and you're just like so free in all areas of love with that person or yourself. Yeah. And that's where I, I remember getting to that place. Um, I felt like I could trust you. I felt mm-hmm. comfortable with you. I was so happy with you. Um, yeah I was falling more in love with you and um it was a really beautiful thing that was that was going on and uh I feel like understanding somebody even not so much sorry I feel like even not so much understanding somebody but even yourself allows you to I think I used to always say like the solution is like just understanding Understanding, being able to understand because I think you for so long had that mindset of like, until this day, your favorite like phrase or sentence is, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you use that a lot in so many different um, scenarios. scenarios, like whether it's like somebody driving or, you know, um, the school out like that we live the street on the school. It's always, I just don't understand. And I think when you don't understand, it doesn't allow you to accept you know, yeah. um, rather than sometimes like maybe it's maybe you, you just have to find a way to understand, you know, find a way to understand your past and your childhood and, and to the to the extent of like, d- 
diving into your mom mm-hmm. and her childhood, you know, like maybe the understanding isn't just that surface level. Maybe it's deeper. Sometimes yeah. it usually is deeper, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think once you do that, it allows you to open the waves for so much more. Yeah. And something I always tell my mom, which I need to take my own advice in is just because it doesn't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. And, um, it's very applicable to a lot of areas in my life and I have to be more, um, cognizant of that and, and yeah. keep it at the forefront. But um, I think a lot of it, you know, like when I get really frustrated or my anger or temper comes out, it's one of two things. Either I'm not being heard or I don't understand something, you mm-hmm. know? And so <clears throat> it's um, for sure something I'm aware of, again, working on and yeah. um, uh, have a lot more, more work to do. <laughs> we all do. I yeah. mean... Especially as we like grow and change. And I think that what I'm loving right now is the growth that's happening between us both individually is just, it's allowing us like this new, new, um, feeling in our relationship where I'm like, I feel like, you know, recently we've done like little cute things that people do for um, their their partner in like the newest of the like the yeah. n- newness. What is the newness of a relationship, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's awesome. Like yeah. to be able to grow with somebody throughout life and kind of go through those valleys where it's like it starts to feel like a new relationship again, and because mm-hmm. you're you know you're I'm with like a new version of you. You yeah. know, you're with a new version of me, and yeah. we get to recreate these new feelings. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty good. I think you're pretty good. Thanks, man. You, you're, you've gotten a, I can't even speak. You got me speechless. You've gotten a lot better. Really? I am pleasantly surprised. I, you, I thought you were going to be rusty. It's been a long time. We did a lot of episodes today. <laughs> and <laughs> um, you did really well. I think Thank you're you. either watching the shows that you watch help you. See, or, love is blind. Um you're just more comfortable, but you, you were great. Thank you. More to come. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.